Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do it. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Sneaky Eyed, Trusty Eyed, Isaac, Ike, Feldman, your boy, joined by my boy, Mr. Matt Slater, MMA, on Instagram, at Slater MMA, and now on Twitter. Well, formerly known as Twitter. Now he is on, on Twitter, boys and girls. X.com. Send him all those DMs. Slide into those DMs. M. Slater, MMA. Mr. Matthew Slater. We're about to be joined by my other boy, Francisco Guzman. He's running late. This is all my fault. This is all my fault. I take full responsibility and blame. But we'll be joined by Mr. Francisco Guzman in just a few. First and foremost, Matthew formalities how you doing my brother fantastic brother how are you doing today i'm good i'm good i'm getting better each and every minute the coffee is brewing upstairs i could smell it um but dude we're, we're talking fights I, I don't need any caffeine i don't need any performance enhancer to talk fights combat sports it's it, it's a big ufc pay-per-view day long island yeah. owner representing man how you feel i get so i'm I'm trying to like express to my family how anxious I get on these fight days. Like, it's just like I played golf once. I held a golf club above my head. Like I was a like Joey Batista about to break it over my knee. My brother's like, don't break my driver. Don't break my driver. I go, ah, it's just Ally Quinta was fighting that day versus Cowboy a couple of years back. Oh man. I remember that fight. That was I get, I get, I get antsy on these days and nobody understands, but I feel like somebody like yourself could relate. Oh, 100%, man. I mean, not to bring it back to Terrence Crawford again, but, like, that that Crawford-Spence fight, man, I was shaking. I, I just knew it was going to be incredible. Tonight, same thing, man. I I, I got to give Sean, Sean O'Malley credit, you know? I really, really, just to start this off, I got to say, don't sleep on that guy striking. If his takedown defense is where it needs to be, tonight's going to be a good fight. If his um, – I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> repeat that one more time you said you want sean o'malley to win Uh, you know i like i I gotta be honest like i've known aljo for a decade now he's he's a he's an interesting character but uh you know when you know a fighter when you've rolled with somebody you're always rooting for them that's right that's right man it's that for me this is connor versus khabib 2.0 similar uh but i'll give you that yeah totally he Sean O'Malley's a sniper. You know, we're hearing that. Uh, don't give him that opportunity. You know, don't placate to the crowd. Don't placate to, like, have fun. Go in there, run through the finish line, and, in my opinion, become the greatest bantamweight of all time. I mean, does Dominic Cruz stack up? Yeah. But if Al Jermaine Sterling dominates, if it's a close decision, then uh, I think if he dominates, he's, he staples himself as the greatest bantamweight of all time. I think that the conversation is going to open up a lot more. Um, right now we have, I mean, like, I don't know if you looked at the card for tonight, but it is, it's very bantamweight heavy. And uh, you got some really, really great fighters. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know if you've heard this conversation come up uh, recently, but it's this whole idea of uh, entering the end of an era. You see a lot of the fighters we came up with retiring now, you know, like Aldo retired last year. Right. So um, I'm, I'm really more excited about this next generation of fighters than I am watching the ends of these careers. Um, who do I? Who do I want to win this fight? Uh, I, I would love to see Sean O'Malley win this fight. I love Aljo, though, so I, I'm rooting for him. But I would love to see that next generation start coming into the limelight, you know? Man, are you kidding me, man? Uh, like, I, you grew up probably 20 minutes away from Aljermaine Sterling, man. It's- Literally 40 minutes away from that guy. Jeez, and Sean O'Malley has captivated you that much? This is what nuts, is- man. It's about the health. It's about the health of the sport. You know what I mean? It's like, I I think it's better for the sport if you see somebody like Sean O'Malley coming into his own this early in his career. Do you play blackjack? Not much, but I have. Do you, uh, I believe, is it the term double down when you split eights? Yes. Okay. In my opinion, this could be splitting eights. If we're looking at it strictly from the health of the sport or the business of the sport, Al Jermaine Sterling wins vacates he won't say vacate like connor he's gonna hold the belt at the press conference uh he he vacates the bantamweight title move all uh, moves up to face volkanovsky we'll see how that plays out um i would do that if i were him you get sean o'malley in another title fight against uh it could be Corey sanhagen versus sean o'malley that could be freaking amazing it could be henry cejudo versus sean o'malley that could be freaking amazing you get sean o'malley again in a title fight this guy has never gone five rounds well and and again like this this is why i said like if sean o'malley's takedown defense is on point you're gonna see a completely new fighter out there in the ring you know what i mean What's Henry Cejudo going to do to Sean O'Malley if if Sean O'Malley can stuff his takedowns? Uh, Okay, yes. If if Sean O'Malley is stuffing Al Jermaine Sterling, it's going to be a long night for the Nassau native, 100%. But can somebody get to Al Jermaine Sterling's level? Because where did did he wrestle D2 or D3? Uh, He wrestled up in Cortland, I believe. Are they D2? Uh, Or D1? I, I think they're D2. I'm pretty sure it's D2. I can look it up real quick. My point is that he is much better than that that young 18, 19, 20-year-old that wrestled at Cortland. I, I would say that he's probably now elevated. He's probably brown belt level. If we're looking at Khabib as the number one wrestler, GSP, the number one wrestler in MMA of all time, I would say Aljamain Sterling's a tier below. Uh, Kamaru Usman is a is a tier below. Um, but that goes to show that how much he's improved since his college days. Look at Ally Quinta. You can improve your wrestling, even if your post high school career, post college career, Ally Quinta went five rounds, shook off two or three of Khabib's takedown offense. And, and on paper, Ally Quinta is like unincomparable. I don't even know that's a word. I, this is how early it is <laughs> compared to Khabib. My point is, Al Jermaine Sterling, man, he took down an Olympic gold medalist. Yes, it was in MMA. Yes, there's a cage wall. There is no walls in uh, <laughs> in the Olympic arena. But my point is, do you think Sean O'Malley has prepared for this day in the last 10 months? Or do you think his no. whole 
No, right. well, that's why I, th- I, I think Aldros are just gonna. I, I think Aldros are just gonna body lock him, and break his ribs. I think Aldros said that in an interview, and it was just, it was so spot on to what I believe. Like, I don't think that O'Malley really has like the strength that's required to fight with somebody like Alderman Sterling. He's do, do long guys ever have the strength? I mean, is John Jones just the anomaly? Like, because look at Anderson Silva; he was like a flop tart. If you just did like a uh, a behind the thigh and like an over the shoulder, like he goes down like like spaghetti hitting the boiler water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's another really good question. It's like um, you you can you can point out somebody like Israel Adesanya, right? Like, just a, he he's got incredible takedown defense for somebody that relies so heavily on kickboxing as as a general form of combat, right? So like. You also have to keep in mind that Israel Adesanya is insanely strong for being as lanky as he is. You know, I don't know if you remember like the Apollo Costa fight, but I thought Apollo Costa was just going to pick him up and throw him all over the place. And he, he, he absolutely handled all of that pressure. And you can't do that if you're not reasonably strong. Uh, fun fact, uh, Apollo Costa and I are both on the same coherent level that he was for UFC. I think it was uh, 254 or 253 a couple of years back. Uh, did you ever hear the story? He was in Abu Dhabi, so it's a big time difference from Brazil or wherever he trains. And he goes, I just, I drink one glass of wine. I couldn't fall asleep. I drink two glasses of wine. I can't fall asleep. I drink a full bottle of wine. I'm drunk. I'm, I can't fall asleep. He was drunk going into the cage for his title fight. That sounds like something a, a Apollo Costa type personality would do. <laughs> <laughs> seems like something that guy would do like yeah but, but I'm, uh, I'm pushing through it i'm pushing through it right right now um my point is uh yeah is is sean o'malley have that that level of strength that israel adesanya has i mean going by what we see man i get i mean it's 10 months uh, is the ufc like is jeff Nowitzki and usada putting stuff in his uh, smoothies every day uh because I don't see the strength being there. I think he was taken down four to six times against Peter Jan. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, you made a really, really good point about levels of wrestling. And um, I, I just, I don't think you guys, I don't think the general public understands just how strong Aljamain Sterling's wrestling really is. Um, and again, it's like everybody knows he's he's definitely the one of the best in the division, if not best in the division. Um, but it, it still just doesn't translate. You, you, he doesn't have any like real wrestling competition aside from Cejudo, right? Um, so it, it's an interesting conversation to say the least. Um, but I again, I, I just I don't think that Sean O'Malley has what it takes to stop that onslaught. You know, if he lands something, and again, I, I might have mentioned this to you. I don't know if I did or not, but um, you really need to watch for uh. Aljamain Sterling's drop step, he has this terrible habit of dropping his hands when he drops in for a step. He's going to get caught with the knee. He gets caught with the knee in every fight, every fight. Um, So you really just got to watch out for that. And what we got to watch out is for Francisco Guzman of MMA <laughs> Mundial. Francisco, Matt. Matt, Francisco. How, you doing, Matt? How you doing, brother? It's a pleasure to meet you. Good. Um, we didn't get the memo. It is Hawaiian shirt. We should have we should have done a Hawaiian shirt. Yo, else. for real, like yo, yo let me go change my shirt, bro. Night. Come on, it's late night. Get the shirt. He's like, out, in, he's like in vacation mode over there. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going like, to the beach right after this. 
Oh, nice. look at that. Um, Rogan says, Rogan says, he goes, if you wear a Hawaiian shirt, you're automatically more relaxed than if you weren't. I, I agree with that. Matt seems casual, man. He's probably got uh, whiskey in the coffee already. Yeah. <laughs> a little early for that. Matt, are you able to give us some play-by-play about your night last night on the town? No, I am not able to do that until then. <laughs> All right. Well, then maybe you know what? once we're off uh, the the live stream, I'll give you a little breakdown. Ladies, ladies, slide into his DM at m slater mma on Instagram, and now newly he beat you, Francisco. I've been telling you for like two months now. Matt made a Twitter last night or an X.com. Oh, no. I, I I did make a Twitter. I forgot right. to tell you. It's called the real Frankie Knuckles. Oh wait, it's- Knuckles. 360, yeah. That's Frank my it's 360. I yeah. like it. Hell yeah, and, I'll add you, brother. And hey, Matt I, I had I had to. I mean, it was getting hounded by Ike over here, you know. That's what did it to me. He was like, Oh, you just put the shirt <laughs> on he just kept, Twitter. I was he like, kept, uh, okay. you know, dude, I would wake up in the morning and be like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I had to do it, man. Somebody's got to be on it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's the first of the month. I'm like, (laughs) make a a Twitter, Twitter. It's the first. Okay, anyway. Francisco, we're talking about Sean O'Malley. And, dude, Matt grew up like 30 minutes from Aljamain Sterling, and he's saying it's healthier for the sport. He's giving you all this blah, 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 Sean O'Malley. I go, what? I go, dude, you better hope Aljo doesn't hear this. Francisco. (laughs) And, And and Francisco, we talked last night, Matt, and he goes, how is Sugar Boy getting it done? I go, stop. I go, you're yeah, playing with me, Francisco. I don't think he is, but, I mean, I think it would be healthier for the sport. I think it would be better to have, like, that new blood coming up, right? But uh, You know, I, I will say this much. I, I'm i not sleeping on, on O'Malley. Me neither. I'm just saying. I'm not sleeping on O'Malley, okay? And I think a lot of us are because Al Jermaine has looked good. But he's struggled in some fights, okay? Um, and one thing about Al Jermaine, Al Jermaine has been knocked out before. Yes. Um, yes. so we got to remember that. Yeah. His, uh, his chin, his chin now, is questionable. He's, he's good. He's, he's a, he's a great fighter. No mm-hmm. doubt. But he can, if he's touched right, he will go to sleep. And O'Malley has that fit that has that sleeper. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, he also has that IQ. I mean, I if you look at like Sean O'Malley's like setups, the the way he gets knockdowns is just insane. It's didn't crazy. he do a grappling match recently, O'Malley? I think he did. I saw he, uh, I saw uh, him like submit somebody recently in some grappling. Um, yeah, he, he like got like a triangle and then turned it into an armbar. I don't remember. Wait, I don't think, think it was. Think he I saw like a, did he look like he was wearing a red shirt or something, red or white? No, he was wearing a gi. He was wearing a gi. He was oh, he's wearing a gi. Yeah, he was going to get. Yeah, he was competing. I mean, it was a it was a grappling competition. It wasn't an MMA. Um, it wasn't. It was a jujitsu, I believe. Okay. And he submitted a guy. Um, I. If I find it, I'll send it to. to yeah, but I'm a guy. It, like it, he. <laughs> he no, I'm saying though, he was. It looked like he's been working on his grappling. I, you know, especially for this fight, being that yeah. how it remains, you know, um, forte is to. It's the grapple. Can he level up that much in 10 months? We, we we don't know if it's been 10 months. We don't know how long he's been working on it to, to assume yeah. it's been 10 months, you know? Well, and it really depends on the camp. Uh, you know, there, there are just some camps that are way better at wrestling out there. Um, 
top team is insane. Like if he was training with, with like real wrestlers out there. Look at look at Volkanovski, right? He wasn't he wasn't supposed to be he wasn't supposed to be as competitive against Islam the way he was, and he was able to yeah. to at least he, he couldn't. He couldn't, he couldn't stop the takedowns, but he was able to 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 fend off Islam. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think that ties into exactly what I'm looking for from Sean O'Malley. It's that takedown defense. If he doesn't have the takedown defense, he doesn't have. A bro, shot. he takes that take. He he's able to defend those takedowns, bro. It's gonna be a different night for our dream. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And uh, a point I was making just before you hopped on. Um, if you look at like clips from Aljamain Sterling's last few fights. He has a very predictable drop step. He's very obvious on his drop step. He doesn't really cover it up. And he gets caught with a fucking knee every time he enters. Every wow, single I didn't time. even notice that. <laughs> but but like, it, I, like, look at the Jan fights. He got caught with a knee in both of those fights. And like, I, I don't even mean the illegal knee. Like, I, he got caught with knees that whole time. He's very lucky he didn't get knocked out for real. You know, that is a great. Uh, I will say this much. I think what's kept Al Jermaine winning is his coaching. They have yes. good, they have great coaches. Um, but you know, because you look at the first fight mm -hmm. with Jan versus second one, he was a different fighter, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, they hopefully they got the right strategy against O'Malley. Um, and O'Malley definitely has to have takedown defenses there. He has to he, grappling is going to be what Al Jermaine is going to go is going to try to pull out on O'Malley. The striking. It's not going to be a good idea to strike with O'Malley. He's taller, he's rangier, um, and and he can land just about anything if you're not careful. Now, well, and you know, like I, it, it's funny. Like I, I always say, don't sleep on Aljamain Sterling's hands. But like in in this situation, like I, I'm all for that. Take him down immediately. Play your grappling game. Why are you going to trade with this guy? He's so slick. Yeah, you just yeah. gonna it's 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 uh, yeah. It's a, when you got a guy that that tall. <clears throat> that rangy and 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 got power like that. You you want to take that away by smothering him, and that's really what Al Jermaine needs to do. It's make this a wrestling match like GSP, yeah. right? GSP yeah, got knocked out twice. Yeah. I mean, he got knocked out by Matt Serra. He became a different fighter. You know. That, by the way, that was like one of the craziest moments in my whole life watching that dude, shit happen. Dude. I couldn't believe that, dude, dude. But it made it made GSP better. <laughs> it did. It did. It made him a smarter fighter. Now, speaking of smart athletes, I heard this quote, maybe it's from Jim Gray, maybe it's from Joe Rogan, that if you put a golf club in Floyd Mayweather's hand, he would smack it. No, he would. Uh, if you put a golf club in Floyd Mayweather's hand, he'd be professional top tier golfer. You put a golf club in Tom Brady's hand, he'd be professional top tier golfer. We've obviously seen crossover athletes with Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, that maybe if they just focused on something a little more time. They can uh, grow that skill set. My point is, I think it's a little easier to incorporate takedown defense as opposed to chain wrestling or takedown offense like a Cook Beeb or like a, a Frankie Edgar. That it's easier to be like an Anderson Silva or a Jose Aldo when it comes to takedown defense. So is... Sean O'Malley, that type of athlete, that top tier thinker, like, is he on that Cejudo Sterling fight? And guys, I, we could find out. We could, I could ask you the same thing Sunday, and you'd be like, "Yes, he is," or "No way in hell he is." Do you believe that Sean O'Malley can apply that Fortnite type of brain to his takedown defense? Uh, Matt, first with you. Well, 
there are two schools of thought, right? Um, do we go into training camps trying to perfect what we're good at? Or do we go and focus on what we're deficient at, right? Well, I would say he knew Al Jermaine was the target. Mm-hmm. A wrestler was a target, even when Cejudo was yeah, So he knew he was facing a wrestler. And an intelligent training camp for Sean O'Malley would have been heavy, heavy focus on takedown defense. Um, we don't know if that's what he's been doing or not. He could have just been working on tactics and, you know, maybe he just assumed he wasn't going to catch up to that that wrestling level defensively, right? So maybe he's looking to set traps on those shots. Yeah, and that's what I mean when I say Sean O'Malley is a very intelligent fighter. If he thinks he's not going to be able to stuff the, t- the takedowns, he might be looking to strike off the takedown attempts. Okay. And Francisco, what, what what's your take on this? He's had some time. Time. Ten months. To, to yes, he's had some time. And that's a pretty long time for you to to get ready for a guy like Al Jermaine. Because he got embarrassed against Jan too. So that's people's last image of him wrestling. Right. But he but that's the thing. All those things give him experience. Even though some felt he didn't win the fight, it gave him the experience that he's gonna need against <clears throat> against Al Jermaine. He's got a, like I said, he's had a lot of time to 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 work on those deficiencies, like Slater said over there. So yeah. Now, in my opinion, I like to also look at the psyche, the mental side of things. Man, I call me a hometowner, call me a, a homer, but Algernon Sterling, I just feel like he smells something that no nobody else is when it comes to Sean O'Malley, and obviously, it comes down to the fighter more than anybody. Terrence Crawford's whole team could be telling him he's going to win if Crawford doesn't believe it it's not going to happen yeah I feel like Al Jermaine Sterling is just has this boy shook from he dude I people have I just listened to I think Kenny Florian and John Attic they were saying you know Al Jermaine Sterling's not that great on the mic when he beat Henry Cejudo New Jersey and Sean O'Malley stepped in the cage and he's like get out my cage bitch I thought he won the night on the mic. I was like, hell yeah. I go, you know who I thought won the mic? I thought Izzy won it when he confronted Duplessis. That was the best <laughs> mic performance I've ever heard in my life. Dude, that was insane. That was insane. You always tell me about that. That was outrageous. I said, like, I, that was insane. <laughs> I don't understand who put him up to that one, but goddamn. <laughs> anyway. But my point is, do you guys believe Sean O'Malley shook? Or it's just it's maybe he's just feeling that championship nerves. He's never gone five rounds. He's never fought for a title. He he's a main event on a pay per view, not a fight night, not a co main event. He's a main event on a pay per view. You think Aljo's got his his mind in the bag already? Uh, you know what? Like he, that's a very very good point. Um, you know, another part of that is like he has all this hype behind him as a personality. You know. Of course, and the pressure, the pressure of walking into the ring with all of that attention on you, uh, it really adds up into something. And I feel like Algernon Sterling, like he's in there to win a fight. You know, he, it isn't about like his viewership. He doesn't give a shit like he's there to win a fight. I feel like uh, it's a little more everything surrounding the fight is a little more important for uh, Sean O'Malley. So I feel like he's definitely got more nerves walking into the ring than uh, the, the defending champions going to do. Right. 100%. Uh, for me, and I'll give him full freaking credit Monday morning if he pulls this off because he's still doing the cutesy videos. He's taking the hit of the joint. He's he's pretending he's hitting focus mitts. He's taking the hit of the joint, doing funny dances, funny music. I'm like, dude, 
stop with that shit. I go like completely focused. Stop with that. If he wins, he pulls it off, and that's just his personality. I'll, I'll give him credit. But Francisco, what are you seeing from Sean O'Malley on Instagram? What in the press conferences in the lead up to this? You think he shook? You know, it's hard to get in the psyche of these fighters. What's really going on? Um, Aljamain is is Aljamain is Aljamain. I think Aljamain gets a bit hype and nervous bef- before these fights. That's why he's talking crazy. You understand? He's like he's like all in these fighters' faces. He's trying to get that edge. Now he's talked about moving up. Um, you know, he's already ready to to exit the weight class. So um, who knows what's gonna happen? You know, maybe he he knows something we don't know. Um, we'll find out because usually when fighters win or lose, we'll find out if he loses, we'll find out some kind of excuse for it and why he might want to move up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I start hearing that, I'm like, uh, win this fight first and then talk about moving up. I say, you know, it's almost like when you talk retirement before retiring, um, win the fight first and then retire. That's a good point. Khabib didn't tell us us he was retiring, right? Until he he just Then he said, I'm done. And that was it. So let me spin this forward to uh, Francisco. I love that you, you laid that out. Aljamain Sterling, he is dabbling, or he's been very evident, very outspoken about moving up, that it's Marab's time. Um, and you also see this factor that he's turned around this camp fast. I'm trying to look at the positives. Maybe he didn't balloon up so much. But they're also wearing tear. He went five rounds with the guy who no doubt was coming to kill him and get the win against Henry Cejudo just two months ago, maybe two months and two weeks ago in New Jersey. He also is fighting in Boston, Dana White's hometown, a well-known Irish community, Sean O'Malley. I assume is Irish as well. This could be a potential like a Conor McGregor support from the crowd. Francisco, is Aljermaine Sterling dealing with more than he is thinking on his plate, or is he going to just use that fuel that he's taking it on short notice? I don't care how much extra they're paying it's him. A, it's a, it's a quick turnaround. O'Malley in Boston. Is he using that as fuel, or is he going to step in there tonight and say, like, man, I'm exhausted. This is hitting me now. What, what are your thoughts on the Aljermaine psyche side of things? It's, it's, it's a quick turnaround. I get it. But he does balloon up. Did you see him? Did you see? I think he showed a video or something about how much weight he gains. Like, I'm talking about a week after the fight. He becomes a welterweight. He was, dude, he was like 170, 180 pounds. Yeah, 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 what yeah. the hell? He, blew, <laughs> he puts on weight like this. I mean, I don't know what he does. He eats up. I mean, he becomes a fat kid after a fight. Um, <laughs> so um, he does balloon up. And he does have to cut a lot of weight. So... It's it's one of those things where, you know, I don't I don't uh, as far as cutting weight, he has to he does have to cut a lot of weight. I don't what know what for you, Matt. I don't know what his starting weight is, but he does have to cut a lot of weight regardless. I was even just going to ask that, Francisco. Do we even know what he walks around at? Because he cuts a lot. He really Dude, does. He's skinny it's probably 180, maybe 190. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny that that came up. I was looking at some of the other fights and. um there's this guy Rodriguez fighting at middleweight, and this guy's six three. He's the biggest. He's one of the biggest middleweights I've ever seen. He's gigantic, but uh, I'm sitting there and I'm wondering how much this guy had to cut. He looks like he's walking around at two twenty. He's dra- he's dropping down like it's just this. I don't. 
I wrestled for many years. I, I've done some pretty insane weight cuts. I used to wrestle at like 130, oh, cut yeah. down from like 152. Yeah, wrestlers cut a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, dude, the exhaustion that sets in, you're real, real tired. And if your camp knows how to do it properly, like you can conserve a lot more energy. Um, so when you start talking about these dramatic weight cuts, it's like, is it really a bad thing? Not necessarily if you're going about it the right way. But if you're ballooning up by like 30 pounds a week later, you probably cut a little too much water weight. Like you're probably, you're probably all kinds of fucking dehydrated and just. I think it, cutting, cutting weight makes you weak regardless. Um, and it does. I cut weight myself. And I know that when you're cutting weight too fast, you lose a lot of muscle mm -hmm. um, that causes you to get weaker. Um, this is why not putting on too much weight after a fight. Um, is is the most effective way to, to to combat that, right? You cut weight slowly, you get the weight down slowly, and 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 you feel a lot better than cutting 10, 20, 30 pounds, you know, before a fight. I mean, 10 pounds is one thing, but 30, 40, I mean, 20 to 30 pounds before a fight. Um, and in like six weeks, that's <laughs> six to eight weeks, let's say, that's that's kind of fast. And, and you lose a lot of, you know, strength behind that. So uh, one of my boxing clients uh, has a fight on the 23rd with Flex Fights, by the way, guys. So oh, nice. that down in the books if you guys are curious about oh, that. Nice. Um, guy came into the gym at 292. 292. And, and the weight class is it's, it's, uh, 265, right? So, oh. yeah. So it's like, it's like, what do you think my plan to get this guy to the weight that he wanted to compete at was? And it's over the course of a year, he's lost a pound or two a week and he's walking around at 172 or 272 now. So like it's it's a five pound cut, which like anybody can do in their sleep, you know, right. five pound cuts, nothing. So right, right. if eight week comes right. up, we're going to do a quick cut four days early and hold the weight. It's easy. Right. And then he'll rehydrate bite night and he'll be ready to go. And it's not if you do it the right way, it's not that dramatic a thing. But like, if I had made that dude try to cut 30 pounds two weeks before his fight, he never would have made weight, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And even if they do make weight, it just weakens the fighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I wanted him to be as physically uh, empowered as possible walking into this ring. So I told them bit by bit, we cut down on that fat and we build up the lean muscle. That's like, functional lean muscle you don't need big arms and shit you need like you don't, you don't. muscles for competition right. people right. don't understand this shit right speaking of weight cutting i don't know if you guys have heard the, this mythical story that chris wyman got the call on 10 days notice to face damian maya and he had to cut 34 pounds ray longo was ready to pull out of the fight when he saw chris on the uh the in the sauna they said that he was like seven pounds over then he tried to cut weight and then he came out of the sauna he was nine pounds over and they're like i think his body's like fighting this this weight cut eventually he made the weight beat maya and obviously we know the run he's going on but spinning this forward to another long islander who matt better be going with full-heartedly i don't care about the health of the sport uh, i'm worried about the health of his legs you guys believe yeah, yeah, I mean, me too. you guys believe chris weidman is gonna throw a leg kick his first strike back in the cage I, I was joking around in the gym yesterday. I was joking around in the gym yesterday. We all know how much he trains a wonder boy. I believe somebody is dating somebody or married to somebody in their family. But imagine just fake a calf kick and do one of those question mark kicks and he knocks out Tavares in the first strike. 
That would be magical. Well, what are you guys' thoughts about Chris Wyman coming back? Sounds like a Cinderella story. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I I honestly, I don't expect much. He's been out for so long from an injury like that. And he was already on the decline. It's not like he was on the upside. Um, Yeah, I just don't. I. It's wishful thinking. That little that little scenario you just gave there, that was yeah. <laughs> so there's no there's no scenario where okay, his his leg is shattered, his shin is shattered, but his knees get to rest, his shoulders get to rest, his wrists get to rest. He gets to like recover and relax for two years. No? This is fighting, bro. Fighting you have to Yeah, fighting you have to be Okay, no disrespect, but it's is Brad Tavares, man. Yeah. It's a fair matchup. I, I, I look, man. I, so Chris Weidman was one of my wrestling coaches at a clinic I used to go to at Nassau Community College. Like I know oh God, you're gonna give me the whole political answer. I, like yeah, I, I look. He's a great guy. I love it. I don't know what the fuck he is doing, stepping back into the ring at 40 years old, coming off an injury like that, and barely training for years. Like he I doesn't want to let it go. He doesn't want to let it go. Look, he's. And he's, I understand that, but come on. Yeah, I, I agree. Wow. All right. Then you guys are like my friend. I was watching that night. I think UFC 261, 263, something. All of a sudden, uh, uh, that happens. And my friend's like, oh, he's done. Retire. Yeah, that was it. Dude, I go, are you you kidding me? That's the All-American. What was he, he 37 years old when he broke his leg? He might be 37 now. Let me... Uh, I, I think he's, I I think he's actually know. 40 now. He said 40. I was like, I go, he's not wearing Hawaiian shirts yet. <laughs> he's 39. Okay. Yes, you, wait, who you think taught me this style? No, I, I have a ton of Hawaiian shirts, but I, I just wish I had one right now. I wish I was wearing one. That's it. I feel like excluded right now. Dude, next time, Paisley. How about that? What the hell is that? Paisley? You don't know what Paisley patterns are? Is that like leaves? I got, I got lots of nice shirts. <laughs> I, I got the leaves. We're going to we're gonna have to borrow some from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you guys some in the mail. <laughs> Dustin Poirier pulls off the – he's gone full Hawaiian shirt. It's, it's, right. definitely, it's definitely a vibe. But Chris Weidman is 39. Okay, not yeah. 37, not 40, but 39. He's knocking on the door of 40. That's, that's a great call by you. When you break bones after your mid thirties, they do not heal like they did in your early life. Like your bones take a lot longer to heal; they never repair the same way. Like he's he was done, bro. I don't. I, and Look, I love, I, I love I, what I'm not, he's doing. I'm not saying he's done because of the injury. I'm saying he's done because this is fighting. This is this. Yeah, I just don't expect him to to look like the old Chris Whiteman. I mean, Does he win? Does he win a boring decision at the minimum? Nah. I, I, I don't think so. It's it's yeah. It's hard to even tell. I I can't even make that that prediction being based on what I haven't seen from him. Meanwhile, I, I told you last him. night. I said Wyman's gonna knock him out in the first round. <laughs> you must I like. Mean, to hope, and I hope that happens. But uh, I was watching Tavares. Like I feel like he's probably gonna land an overhand right. Um, I was I was looking at the way he likes to approach his striking. I feel like Chris Wyman's wide open for that shit. Um. Historically, as bad. He has to. He has to know what he's up against with Weidman. He has to know that Weidman's been out, coming back from an injury. And like, like why if he only- loses to Weidman tonight, bro, he, he might as well hang it up. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yo, you know what? Yeah, dude, he's 35. Like, he might as well say, yo, I can't beat a guy coming off an injury. Uh, I'm 39 years old. You know, I mean, come on. And he's had a string of losses. Come on. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I well, agree with that. I'm letting you guys know bet the underdog, which is Chris Wyman. I think he gets it done. I, I talked to, about those those mental warriors. Believe it or not, he I don't know. Anybody who games, I think, can like level up. Like he's a big gamer. I think he oh. won like a ESPN Madden bracket a couple of years back. Get out of here. He beat Cormier, Snoop Dogg, I think Adrian Foster, Melvin Gordon, a couple of like NFL players. So yeah. He, he's gonna bring that that game in mind. I, I think he levels up, man. It's like and you're around Stephen Wonderboy Thompson that long? Come on, get your striking on par with the wrestling already. I'll say this: I don't have any, I don't have any questions regarding his mental toughness. Like he's an extremely tough dude mentally. Like I, so I'm gonna yeah. give him that one 100. Like I don't think that's an issue for him. I think that's a big issue for every Chris other is, fighter we've discussed. Chris is an animal. It's just the animal's been taken out of him. Hey, you know, right. like, so my point is: be the Sean O'Malley. Be that like intricate thinker Fortnite type of sniper mode like that dude like don't be the animal anymore be the thinker well of course thinkers are always the greater fighters you know but he's uh he's he's an animal he's he and the animal like I said he doesn't have it anymore he doesn't have that it factor that he had that made him the champion he was right I love that now. I'm going to steal that, man. Seriously. Are are you more of a thinker this fight or an animal? I love that, Francisco, and I will never give you credit. I will interview <laughs> everybody, and I will never give you credit. I stole that. I like that. The animal was <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. We got two guys that are animals and thinkers in Ian Gary. I would tell you. I would tell you no, I would give I you an example of an animal, th- animal who's a thinker, right? So the rematch. I'm animal thinker. No, but think about this. Think about this. Adesanya? No, no, Ike. The rematch with Poirier and Gagey. Who was the animal in the thing? Wow, that's a great call. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. It was a different fight, right? You know, when you say that, it it reminds me of the Lyoto Machida era. Like, you want to talk about a thinker? That guy was a thinker. I'm saying that. Joe Rogan, the the Machida era, it lasted one fight. We have now entered the much. Oh, it's, it, it was over by the time he said it. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. True. But great I mean, call, Francisco. Great call. Like, tactical thinker, man. So, yeah, it was. It was a different. It was a different fight. Um, you know, uh, Gagey was 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 more of a thinker in that fight than he was in his first fight. Of course. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because Poirier tagged him, and I was like, I was like, uh-oh. I go, Gaethje's going to come out of the game plan. Trevor Whitman's going to lose his mind. But, no, he, he reset. You know when I saw the difference in Gaethje when he fought Ferguson? I was just going to say that. That was, was like the fought- turning point in Gaethje's career. Dude, that was his – that was – that was that, yeah, he's, he became a different fighter. Well, and I mean, losing like- to Khabib, you can't blame him. Who, yes. who doesn't? He but but he's but he's become a better fighter since that Ferguson. Well, I think what the Ferguson fight taught him, like, because again, like that was, in my opinion, the most brutal bit of combat sports I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen somebody take a fucking beating like no, that no, ever. No. I've never seen right. Ferguson was never the same. No. <laughs> oh. No. But uh, what w- really, like, I-, I think what Gaethje pulled from that is like, oh, man, I can hit this guy as hard as I possibly want for 25 minutes and he's not going to go down. 
But if I take my time and land a clean shot, fight's over in two minutes. Strategy, bro. Very strategic. The precision came yeah. up, his, the way he thinks about the fight game. I think his work, his jab, his movement. You know, he was, I was like, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely looked way better after the Ferguson fight. Great eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trevor Whitman was giving him a lot of credit for like, I think even the, in the corner during that fight, he goes like, you're tagging him. You're tagging him, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like, don't like go for the home run. Keep getting the single, the base hit. And eventually he won the game, chopped down the tree. Bro, broke him down. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the few times, like, Ferguson looked like a wounded wolf. Like, you saw him, like, <laughs> like, 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 like that was, yeah. Dude, Herb Dean, like, that, yeah, that was, like, what? That, that was, was the first and only time I've ever looked at a fight and been, like, the ref should have stopped this three rounds ago. Like, and again, like, credit to Ferguson for having that chin, but, like, yeah. I think he has brain damage after that. <laughs> like, oh, I, I think sure. his whole brain is wrong after that beating. And then the like, fucking uh, the he didn't want to quit, but he had, he he quit. You know that, right? First, yeah. oh, yeah. he stopped it. He did quit. He didn't he didn't consign. Like he he didn't really show it. But he was when he shook his head like that. It was, I was like, yeah, he was he was really yeah. I'm pretty sure he had fractured his orbital like early on in like the third round. His whole shit was just destroyed and. uh and again, like props to Ferguson, but like after you take a beating like that, dude, time to hang it up. You know, like it's it's over. Like I, you yeah. you don't come back from those things. The nah, mental he's, damage he's is done. Awesome. He's done. He's done. Yeah. Too many injuries. Too much. You know, uh, punishment that he's taken. He's 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 done. Well, well and I'm, I'm like I'm trying to think of other. Uh, like fighters that took that one shot that was just too much. And I'm coming back to uh Mirko Krokop and Gabriel Gonzaga oh, and that head kick. head kick broke his ankle. And that head kick. He fought a couple times after that, but he was never the same. Krokop was a, a terminator. He was he the was best. In your face, super stoic. Like guy was an animal. Well, if I remember correctly, Krokop was like, like Russian secret forces. Or oh yeah. Like yeah. That. Joe Rogan spoke he about real, that. He has uh, a, he has a real stone cold killer. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, and like, and after you take a shot like that, it it breaks you. It changes your entire functionality in the world. Um. Yeah. You know, so like, you can't sleep on that shit. And like, again, it's not always just getting hit. It's like when you throw that kick and break your leg. Like, it changes the way you think about what is it I'm doing to my body when I strike out. This is this is why you got to look at guys like GSP who. Who lost by knockout was able to come back and reassess his career, where yep. most fighters don't get to do that. Most fighters okay. don't get that, and that's what makes GSP the goat. Well, he, I think a big part of that was how young he was when it happened. You know, he was still young, and and it gives you this window to bounce back. Yeah, like, still, yeah you're right. Important still young. Game. And like, it was, and he, and he had just won the title, right? He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. He had just. Won. I mean, we could make a comparison. to Aljamain's Thurman. He was. Flatlined. It was supposed to be a head kick, but it was like a high knee. Arise, arise that hit him against Marais. That was like prime Arise, man. That's when he was fighting uh, Henry Cejudo for the title, and that was six or six years ago. So Aljamain Sterling was six. He's thirty-four. He was twenty-eight, like you said, Matt. That was enough time. Like GSP, I think he was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Enough yeah. time to reset and correct course. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and again, like the, the the big point I'm trying to make is this idea that like 
so big point that we talk about in wrestling is mentally breaking your opponent. You want to be heavy on them. You want to grind them down with your forehead. You want to be imposing upon them, even if they're stronger. Like I'm digging my forehead into your cheekbone. I'm going to make it as uncomfortable as possible because eventually you're going to feel something that's so uncomfortable. You don't want me to do that anymore. And I've won. I win right there because now you're something I can set you up. And that shit, that's a mental edge that sticks with you after the moment. Like, you can roll with a guy a year later after you bust their cheek with your forehead. Guy doesn't want your face anywhere near his face anymore. He's shooting from the outside. It's like you, you've completely <laughs> broken this guy's mental forever. Yeah. I've been the uh, the hammer and the nail with the, the, the jaw wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. when they're like head position, head position. Like, I was like, yeah, this jujitsu guy doesn't know about that. I, I got like, uh, he's going to feel <laughs> my forehead. But then I've been on the other side where a guy's had a shaved head arm oh. sleeve tattoos i think he's done time and then he's grinding in his head i go oh man this sucks this freaking sucks Yo. But it, yeah it it does stick with you i do remember did he have like stubbles that it makes his head oh stick. yeah exactly yeah, give you razor burn on the side of your <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly francisco's a dirty fighter he knows <laughs> yeah i mean hey shit we're there to win right like tell you Whatever Dude, Matt, like. you know about the- Francisco. Have you been on the jujitsu mats? A bit, not as much as you guys, but I, I have. Uh, I have tasted the canvas. Dude, you would do work. <laughs> You're a strong, dude. You seem like you got a good center of gravity. You'd be freaking butterfly sweeping. I, I, I grapple with a guy who I don't know what belt he had, but he actually after we we was it a Calvin Klein? Was it a me- Hugo Boss? <laughs> it was Gucci, baby. Gucci. <laughs> um, and he actually said that to me afterwards. Um, that you know, he was not able to do certain things because of my strength, you know. So so yeah. Uh now this is unbiased, this is not prompted. Matt, I'm not even gonna look at the camera. Matt has done wrestling, jujitsu, and boxing. Matt, in your opinion, which one is the gets the the biggest thrill or the biggest high out of Oh, well, striking. I mean, the biggest oh, high son of a bitch. out of striking. Like, <laughs> no, you know, like, look, don't get me wrong. I love the sensation of jujitsu. I love rolling around. I like the tactical thought of it all. But, like, if you want to rush, somebody's throwing a shot at your face and you're dodging it. Like, that's where you get that rush. Well, if you look at if you look at guys who are, who are you know, black belts, right, and, and whatever, right, they look at Anderson Silva, right? knockouts right he you want it you don't want to grapple grappling takes a lot out of you you know what i'm saying you just knock a guy out bang and that's why that's why those guys you know they figured out it's easier for me to knock somebody out than to grapple with them so why do it (laughs) well it's like like i i'll i'll spar 36 minutes and like i'm not even in good shape right now i'll spar 36 minutes i'm i'm okay to do it Six minutes wrestling, I'm gassed. 20 minutes doing BJJ, I'm done, you know? Like, like weightlifting, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a totally different thing. And it's like the energy consumption, you, you nailed it. It's like wrestlers are in such good shape and you're not going to really break that guy's tank, you know? So you got to drop him. You got to drop him. You got to knock him out. No. <laughs> and again, that's like, that, that's why that Khabib is the GOAT thing is what it is. Like that Sambo shit, the way he played. Bro, like, bro, those guys perfect those russians bro they're different breed bro and dagestanis bro i know those guys eat rocks bro do you know that shit bro? <laughs> I believe it. 
Fucking believe it's it. It's not Fruity Pebbles, bro. <laughs> it's just fucking rocks, bro. Those guys are like kind. You're like, oh what are you eating God. over there? Dude, that's a great quote. Those guys <laughs> eat rocks. Seriously, fucking seriously, bro. You and check bro. their blood. They don't got lead. They got rocks in their blood, bro. They don't. <laughs> Oh my God! They just do they put salt at least on the rock? Yo, you know you, you ever heard that story? You don't want to run into a guy in a dark. You ever heard? You ever heard that story? You don't want to run into a guy in a dark alley. Khabib is one of those guys, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Because okay, nobody's okay, gonna okay. save you. Oh, you. Hold on. You you bring up a great point because this <laughs> point stuck with me when uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Uh, Matt and I were just talking, uh, and then. Matt brings up, and then Francisco, last night on the phone, you bring up, you're like, yo, uh, Khabib is not somebody you want to run into. And then Matt brings up this story. And this oh, oh, you were, okay, oh, okay. So I, I was dating a Belarusian girl like a year and a half ago, right? Dude, and the Hawaiian uh, shirts work, man. He gets it in. <laughs> I, I move around a little bit. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm talking to this girl. We're hanging out. And, uh, you know, she's from Belarus. She reads Russian newspapers. And I bring up. Khabib and like everything that's going on with him, how he retired. And she's like, oh, he didn't really retire. Like he was forced to advocate the sport by the Russian government. And I'm like, what do you mean? Apparently Khabib was walking around neighborhoods, going to journalists' homes who would talk shit about him and beating the fuck out of him. <laughs> oh, I, 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 dude, it's it's published in like dozens of Russian papers. She's like showing me. Yo, get out of here. Francisco, how crazy is that? I go, I go that's, wow. the craziest, that's one of the craziest. I hold up. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Could you imagine? Could you imagine you're a fucking journalist? You're a fucking journalist, then Khabib rolls up. You're just like, Khabib's an asshole, and he just rolls up to the crew. Like if Francis Agano showing up at Starting I've been saying this for a while. This whole Khabib, Allah, whatever, this nice guy is a fraud. Yo, this guy is a kill stone cold killer, bro. What are you talking about? You don't think Herb Dean had to pry his arms off of Connor, bro, when he was choking him out, bro? He was trying to kill Connor, bro. That's yeah, what he does. These journalists don't talk shit. That's a great lesson. I mean, there's there's that infamous clip of him just standing over the top of Connor, hitting him, and just screaming, let's bro. talk now. Bro, let's yeah, talk yeah, now. yeah. Like, bro, bro, he's he's that guy, bro. that guy is a hitman, bro. He he's, a, he's, no. a, he's a killer, bro. Well, he's and that's how I feel about Hawani. He's like, let's talk now. Let's talk now. He's like, I was just looking for a quote. Well, the best thing that could have happened to that division was Con was, was Khabib retiring. I'm telling you, he was still okay. he, he would be having guys' heads like this. He'd be holding <laughs> on to their heads like yeah. Just he's a barbarian, bro. For real. He is like Conan the barbarian. He's a he's a he's a he's a stone cold killer. He really is. I, oh, I, my God. Yo, and you can see it in the eyes. Like, there are some fighters you look at, and it's Yeah, let me tell you something. There's John Jones, you know, talk about the GOATs and all these. But this Khabib is a different – he's not those guys, bro. He is he is the most stoic athlete I in MMA that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was he was nuts. He was he – was He's a um, yo, but like, I swear to God, I look at, I look at Chimeyev and I, I just see those eyes and I'm just like, that guy is going to actually kill somebody. One day. I kill everybody. I oh, him? Oh, he's, crazy. he's crazy too. That guy, he's like the guy with the bomb. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He's, he's the kamikaze guy. This guy is crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs>
He's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, he definitely is crazy because he apparently he just didn't get the opportunity, but he could have been an Olympic wrestler to represent Chechnya or Dagestan, nope. one of those countries. Like he's that good, and he's like Chimev. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's he's obviously undefeated in MMA, but it's like when he got tagged by Gilbert Burns, that dude saw red. There was no like, hey, I could have that. That you know. That fight showed that even though they, they were giving him shit for it, you know, because he didn't look as dominant as he looked, right? Um, but it showed his 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 tenacity, right? He took a shot and he was like, you know, like he kept coming. I mean, yeah, there was holes in his game, but he showed he showed he had he had the mentality to to get through it. And all credit in the world to Gilbert Burns during that fight. Gilbert Burns showed a fucking heart of a warrior that night. He man. sure did too, yeah. Gilbert, yeah, for sure. Gilbert Burns reminds me of like the Brazilian Bisbee, like career-rated. But there's a difference, though, I right? Totally Gilbert agree. Burns can will, has been broken. Yes, my well, no, fight, man. Yeah, like that. That was one of my favorite fights. Like I, I was so impressed with Gilbert Burns. But you can see towards like the end of the fourth, Gilbert Burns is like, I can't win this. Like I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he made it to the finish line, but he was he was there. Yeah. Hmm? Incredible, incredible. I feel like we could talk for three hours, folks. Potentially, we might be hosting a fight companion for Francis Ngannou, Tyson Fury. A lot of pizza, even though Francisco wants to keep his eight-pack and his physique intact. Shit, I ain't rocking an eight-pack now, bro. I'm going to have to cut some weight. Over under four. <laughs> yeah. Over Two under four. Two pounds brother. <laughs> what do we got? What what pack are we at? We had a four. I say four. <laughs> that means three. That means three, yeah. <laughs> Ladies, I'm right with you, brother. He's got a three pack. That's um, it. But the last fight and spinning it back again. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you, Matt, for the time. This is fantastic. Spinning it back to the animal versus the thinker. I believe one man's animal is bigger than the other. I believe that Ian Gary has that fire a little higher than Neil Magny, but you can't overestimate or underestimate neil magny the the most winniest or winningest what that's a real word uh (laughs) the most winning welterweight fighter of all time i believe he's post animal career phase now he's the thinker so who wins the chess player or the swordsman ian gary versus neil magny matt take it away okay a 25 year old with a real judo background he's only 25 Huh? Uh, Ian's only 25? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Dude, 12 and 0, 25 years old, judo fucking master. Like, I, you want to see good judo? And again, like, back to the Dagestanis, I don't know how his judo holds up against, like, somebody <laughs> at that level. Yeah, right, but right. against everybody else, I think it's really, really serious judo. Um, and what makes it so threatening is if you're engaged in this push and pull with a judo guy, every time you break the clinch, he's open to strike. So you're gonna see Gary like he he's had a lot of um, a lot of luck so far exploiting that that dirty boxing out of a clinch right. So um, I think the only way that he runs into any problem is if he uh, lets Magny overpower him. I think Magny's stronger significantly, but he's older, so I don't think he's gonna be able to keep that up. So as long as uh, Gary is smart about his judo, he uses his hips to kind of rotate rather than engage directly, I think he's going to win out on everything in this fight. What are your thoughts, Frankie? 
Yeah, Magny's, you know, he's he's just one of those guys that always falls short in the biggest events. So I I, I don't see him beating his kid. Um, just like uh Slater said over there. He's he's got judo, he's got dirty boxing, he's gonna he's gonna make it a rough night for Magny for sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like Magny has a really bad habit of overextending his arms and trying to drive into clinches. And I feel like Gary's just going to pop, 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 every time he reaches for it. And then he's going to take the clinch and throw his ass. I Now, Magny is a veteran, you know, but, you know, and he'll exploit that. He'll try to exploit that if you're not careful. But I don't think he's – I think he's already long in the tooth. He's, he's, he's not I don't really – he's knocking out Magny, though. Hmm. I honestly, uh, yeah, Magny is not easy to knock out. So yeah. he's really not. That guy's got a hell of a chin. And yeah. honestly, I don't really know about uh, Gary's power yet. Still, still need to see a little bit more before I can make a solid judgment on that. Yeah, I think that's. It's hard to read. Like how how much power does he have? How does he do against the clinch? How does he do if he throws everything he's got? And Magny's still there. Big stage, Boston stage. I'm sure the. The whole UK is going to be represented there. It's very smart booking by the UFC. And Neil Magny's taking this on short notice, right? Yep. yep. He hopped in for uh, Jeff Neal, right? Right, right, right. So it's like uh, from one Neal to another Neal. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> back to back Neals. The UFC is trying to. get in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The UFC is trying to put these guys on a diving board with Sean O'Malley and Ian Gary, put them on the stage. You know, nobody's going to see the, the the short notice fight. Nobody's going to see Al Jermaine Sterling making a quick turnaround. They just want these guys, the whole Fortnite audience, to see these guys get put on a bigger platform. So and what you do know- you guys uh, find your thoughts, takeaways from tonight's fights? Any final predictions? Because I know Matt's got to head to the beach. Yeah, yeah, I got to get boogie <laughs> while the sun's still up, guys. Is that a girl um, crawling out of your window? Come on, Matt, drive her home. <laughs> I mean, she is texting me. It's one of those uh, days. Uh, but uh, um, I want to say that this card is full of just absolutely fucking washed up fighters. Um, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Like, it was a fight card recently that was like that. <laughs> yeah, well, because like it's the end of an era, man. Like this is it's over. It's time to start putting your eyes on these younger guys that are coming up. Like what the hell is that? Like nineteen year old kid's name? Like Rojas or some shit? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Rosa. Rosa's. Rosa. Rosa. Oh, Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. what I'm excited about. Like, I want to see more of that shit. You remember Carlos Newton getting slammed on his head by Matt Hughes? Dude was 25 years old when that happened. End of his career. I don't remember that fight. It, 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 it's history yeah. at this point. But it's yeah. just like, I want to see these young people coming up and, and capturing. I just, I, I don't think that Sean O'Malley really has what it's going to take to take that belt off of Aljamain Sterling. Uh, I think Weidman is going to lose. I think Magny is going to lose. I think these old fighters are done. How about Marlon Vera? I take away here. How about the Marlon Vera fight? I like Vera in the... I, th- I think that's got fight of the night written all over it. I think that's going to be a fucking banger. Um, really, really good question. Uh, but again, like I feel like fucking Cheeto's getting old too. Yeah. Feel like they're all just so old now it's like and again i get it i like i love these fucking guys but like aldo retiring last year was like took like a deep sigh of relief i was like i don't need to watch this guy take any more damage yeah you know? Aldo, yeah, yeah, forever. yeah 
what an absolute beast and i love him for everything he did for the sport but it's like you need to sit down and i think sit. i think what happens with the ufc is that they try to keep those names those names that were hot at one point as long as possible yeah. until they you know until they can't anymore you know until they run yeah. them up the mill I think that that's built on like Randy Couture's like later life success. Like yeah. he's winning titles at 43 years old. Right. Like, and again, it's, it's fucking Randy Couture guys. Like not everybody built like that. He's like, like the of, of, he's of of right, right, right. Yeah. Like, there are two people in the whole fucking sport that have longevity like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know why people are still pushing this. Let's fight when we're 38. <laughs> like, no. And he did start late. Like I think Couture started at 31. 33, something like that. Did he really? Cormier, even, even for starting late, he still did. I mean, I mean, he was all impressive. Didn't he win the NCAAs or some shit? Yeah. And then he went to the Air Force, and it was like seven years till he came back to combat or something. Or he started, he was boxing in the the Air Force or the <laughs> Navy. doing everything. Um, but that guy's a sick fuck, man. Wrestling, wrestling baby. This Randy Gotor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cormier, too, I think, started at 31, like uh, doing MMA strike force. But, Frankie, what are your uh, takeaways? You you see Munoz uh, Vera as a craziness? Is that you? Yes, I should. That's what I mentioned it. You know, it's uh, it looks like a fight of the night, hopefully. I mean, yeah. it looks like it. I mean. <clears throat> I'm very excited for the local boys, obviously, and I want to see what this guy Ian Gary can do on a, on a big stage. But Matt's got to get to the beach. Francisco's got to do some push-ups. <laughs> rip that shirt and, uh, stop lifting francisco you're, you're making us all look bad you're too strong over there francisco but sorry we got at m slater mma on twitter and can you spell out frankie i've been searching for it on twitter francisco wait, wait a second you don't know how to spell frankie i mean I, is it with a y or ie with an ie with an i Frankie the, the real Frankie Knuckles. Oh, real at Frankie. Knuckles underscore 360. At no, so okay, this is way different now. <laughs> huh? At Knuckles underscore 360. No, I think it's Knuckles 360. Knuckles 360. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sounds like a like a because real... I couldn't I couldn't repeat the name again for some reason. It, it just wouldn't let me do it, so I ended up just changing the you know. <clears throat> All right, now I got to restart the outro bed. What the hell is this called? <laughs> at Knuckles yeah. 360? At Knuckles 360. Yeah. Come on. Stop lying. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to add you too, Francisco. Huh? I'm going to add you too, brother. Okay, thanks, bro. Moose Knuckle 360 doesn't exist. Moose Knuckles. <laughs> Moose Knuckles. <laughs> Frankie Knuckles. All right. Yes. All right. It's... uh. Yeah, it's okay. No, let me let me give you a precise name. Oh my god, I gotta restart it again. Stop, stop, stop. Because I just made this up, all right? So relax. It's the real Frankie Knuckles at Real Knuckles 360. At Real at, Knuckles. Oh at my real god. Knuckles. There we go, folks. X.com. Real Knuckles. <laughs> no, yes, gotcha. You got you got two followers. Oh, who's you're being followed. Oh, by uh, a boxing guy. Okay. Yeah, that's my my guy Mariano. He uh, <clears throat> he's with a company called CS Boxing and MMA. They do MMA also. Nice. All right. Maybe we could get they're Mariano from, on. Connecticut. They're from Connecticut. It's a boxing promoter, and he's doing mixed martial arts also. 
he know he might know my guy uh Nick Newell up there. He's uh kind of big in the uh MMA scene. He's he's got one arm. Nick's the man, Nick's the man. Okay. Uh, you know Nick? Uh I've interviewed him once and he goes to Flex uh to yep. coach he, he with Machi. Yep. Good dude, good dude. All right, I'm going to continue the outro bed. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, let's yeah, definitely do this again, man. Yeah, Love man. you guys. Sure. Enjoy the All fight. Right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.